Vision series. I'm starting now. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> a Loki one. With the same actor? Yeah. Winter Soldier and Falcon together, and then Rocket and Groot. Hmm. But... And that's all they... That's just what they've announced so far, but they're supposed to be, like, big budget, like, Game of Thrones budget series. Well, they own everything, and they make, like... I still consider the last Star Wars movie really bad, but how many millions, if not billions, did it... People are going to go watch it, and they have that same luxury with Marvel, right? Like, it's a never-ending source of people just... They're going to pay, right? And, like, realistically... Has Disney made four Star Wars movies now? Yeah. And I would say two, in my opinion, are good. One's whatever, and one was bad, right? Like Solo was bad. I would just say episode eight was the worst. Really? Yeah. Solo's there, but like I think anyone who gives a fuck knew... Like, they already knew going on. We're going to see how he gets the ship. We're going to see how he meets the Wookiee. Yeah. And we're going to go from there, right? So, like... It wasn't that bad. Like, I, I was still entertained by it because I like Star Wars anything. But yeah, right. I, like, but I def, I thought Last Jedi was better than that, though. And But Rogue One is the best of yeah. all the Disney ones so far, I think. Yeah. And they canceled. They were supposed to be... They they picked all, like, the famous characters. Like, they wanted to do a one-off for Yoda and a one-off yeah, for Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. And, a, and I think the Boba Fett got canceled, but Favreau's TV show is about that yeah, entire race. Right, yeah. So, and he keeps saying, like, it's looking good, it's looking good, right? Yeah. So, and, um, well, fuck, when was it? Last summer, Billy D. Williams was supposed to be at the Saskatoon right. convention. They yanked him out to get him ready, and he's going to be in episode nine, right? right. So, that's sick. but like I don't know it's weird and Hamill seems to be working a lot again so is he not like I don't know I think because you're what 10 years younger than me 15 I don't even know 10 probably 34 yeah so 10 years right so like I saw the original ones in theaters and stuff like that so I think I'm more like emotionally involved in that and it meant a lot more Mm -hmm. like I don't understand the generation that like loves Power Rangers, but that's a whole new. Yeah, that's, that was not my generation. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even for them not to do one scene with like Han Solo, Princess Leia, and Luke Skywalker all together for a second, right? Yeah, like just give us that, like. And even like, did you see there was like a like Hamill trash that movie for like six months after yeah. like that's not my Luke Skywalker yeah and I think they said something to him because all of a sudden he just went quiet Whoa. so I think someone at Disney was like come here yeah you need you need to lay off right like yeah. shut yeah. shut the fuck up you like having a job and um but he bitches because he said they signed the contracts with Lucas before he sold he's like okay let's get on board let's figure it out let's do three more and I think everyone was super pumped and like optimistic and then the machine bought them yeah. right I can't remember. Did they buy Marvel or Star? No, because Marvel's been going for ten years under Disney, right? Because uh, Iron no. Man was ten years ago already, if not more. But I don't think. Or they when were, did Marvel buy I them? I don't think Disney was under. Or, or sorry, Marvel, Disney. Yeah, Marvel wasn't under Disney when Iron Man came out. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying. To, Maybe I, it was. I can't remember. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was probably like seven, eight years ago, maybe that that happened. But they had Marvel first, right? I think they Guessing. had Lucasfilm first. But they just didn't start pumping shit. Right. Because I, I remember them saying that the... Um, oh, it's the that. 10th anniversary. This 2017 or 2018 was the 10th anniversary of like Iron Man. And them launching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I remember that. 
Um, it's got to be close, but like I just I don't know. Like there's monopoly laws, right? And I don't. How do you say they have a monopoly on like pop culture? Well, they certainly are doing it well. Like Mar, Mar You look at like how fucked up DC's like movie universe is now, and compared to Marvel, like it's unbelievable how much better marvel has done like they from what i've read just the reviews of aquaman like they basically offer there's almost no tie-in between aquaman to like justice league and stuff i think there's like there's like some throwaway mention of him helping beat steppenwolf but that's the only allusion to what's well, not a pre i thought it would have been leading up to it no right? and and they're not they're they've abandoned plans for like more justice league movies i don't know if they're doing a flash one anymore like well they've put i feel like they put zero effort into it like it's time warner right so they can do whatever they want they've owned dc comics from the beginning and i just i don't know how they don't understand that all their cartoons are amazing and their tv shows even like arrow and flash and stuff like arrow was good for about three seasons and then it got really drama dawson creaky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, like my friends, like I just, I don't have the time and I choose to spend my time with other stuff now. But it's sad because I was like balls deep DC comic guy for yeah. the first 40 years of my life. And it's just, I have no interest. Like there's a Titan show and like I have no interest Actually, in it. Actually, I, I do want to watch that. I've heard it's awesome, like quite violent. And it, apparently there's like some tie in with the killing joke or something. Oh, maybe. Well, yeah, Batman is in it. Like, apparently, it shows like Nightwing fighting Batman at some point. I must have searched something Batman at some point because my phone gives me like Google News and it kind of handpicks what I want to know for headlines. Yeah. And so yeah, lots of DC stuff flows by, and they're like, "Oh, we got our first look at the Bat suit from this," and it's like they already have a different Superman that's on Supergirl and a different Superman in the movies. Yeah, um, they have two different Flashes, don't they? Yeah, like Justice TV, League was a different TV Flash. Flash and then movie Flash. Yeah. Like already they fucked themselves over, right? Yeah. Like at least with the Marvel stuff, when you go on to Netflix, it's like they make they do reference the larger MCU in the Netflix shows. Like they talk about like the big green guy or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like it's never like concrete references, but they they're not least... flat out hiring someone else to come in and well, like... exactly, and they're not pretending like they don't exist in that universe, right? Like, and even even the shows like Cloak and Dagger and Runaways, they both do that too. Like, they don't, they're not built on being part of that universe, but they still exist within it, and like, yeah, it's not like DC where yeah, it's just fucking all over the place, and even like. Yeah, some of the side ones. Like, I loved Peggy Carter, and that's one of the ones that I was pissed that they canceled. Yeah, I right? like that but show too. That was one of those cases where it's well written, and I don't think people tolerate the cloak and daggery shit yeah. like they should. Yeah. Not cloak and dagger. It wasn't superhero y <laughs> enough. Yeah, people, right? right? Like, like, I've heard good things about cloak and dagger. It's, like, I, I really like it. I enjoyed them as a kid. I remember reading them for the first time in a Spider Man comic, right? And it's just like. And there were these two street kids that got these powers, but they need each other yeah. to kind of like coexist. I think she was a junkie and I can't remember what his deal was, right? Yeah. But yeah, like, and even the Runaways, like Marvel has so many amazing B characters. BC, like that's why I always enjoyed X Factor. Yeah. But because it had good writing and decently good characters. Yeah. And it's just, you kind of want to see them fleshed out. Like I haven't watched Runaways either. 
I've watched the first season and it's, it's pretty good. Like it was way better than I expected it to be. Just, I mean, as if you vote like a teen superhero show, but it, yeah, it's pretty good. The second season I think is coming out right away. So. Holy crap! Yeah, I'm so far behind. Like, and they've already canceled. I was amazed they canceled Daredevil, but like you said, when you walked in, Disney has their own streaming yeah. platform coming. Yeah. So does that mean they're going to reboot it all? They, from what I've read, they haven't. They haven't ruled it out, but apparently, they're, the contract with Netflix, those characters can't be used in other shows or anything for two um, years after they oh, stop really? being on Netflix. So. Yeah, it'll be a while before they can do anything with them, and at which point they might recast or something. But it would it would be a bummer after how amazing season three of Daredevil was if we didn't get any more of it. Like they finally set up Bullseye at the end, and now we're not going to get any more. Like, it, oh, <laughs> devastating. And that's the thing, right? Like people who read the comics know that Bullseye is who kills Karen Page and yeah. leads into a whole another series of things, right? Yeah. And like. You have the hand as an amazing reoccurring villain. You have Electra as an amazing reoccurring villain. Like the kingpin. Yeah, he's in the guy two. who was the owl. Like by name, I think they killed him off in season two somewhere. Yeah, uh, just yeah, Leland's Leland, what Owlsley or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like the I was a little disappointed they didn't make him more of a character. Like I know. Owl. It feels like for some of them, they just kind of throw the name out there just as like they want it to be an Easter egg. And yeah. I don't think they realize the full potential in yeah. some of these characters, right? Like even the guy that made the Daredevil suit, right? Like, oh, a gladiator. Yeah, yeah. Like he's got a decent history and they really don't touch on much of it. Right? Actually, season three, finally, you get to see like he has like a little fight with Daredevil and he's like throwing the like the buzzsaw kind of thing <laughs> like he does in the comics. It's pretty sick. <laughs> So yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, I don't. But with the last Avengers movie that's coming, is that the end of the contracts for all the big original Thor, Cap? Like, I I'm not. Has Downey said he's done with that? Like, there hasn't been anyone outright come out and say that they're, they're done. done after this. Like, I would expect. Because I know that they're making Captain Marvel the face of the MCU going into the next phase. Like, she'll be the Iron Man for that phase. So I could see him taking, like, a much more dialed-down role and, like, you know, make bit appearances or something. But And Cap, it's rumored that he's going to be done. But Thor, is, or the Chris Hemsworth has said that he is interested in doing more Thor movies because... Ragnarok was so well written and he's actually like grown as a character so he wants to keep doing it so I, I hope so anyway like I I don't want to see them I think they've had how many or... different Hulk actors so I don't know if anyone's really like married to him sticking around right well he's been in enough now that I like Ed Norton only did the one and then that what Eric Bana his movie was like not even tied to the MCU so that was all I think they were both before maybe I can't remember they were the 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 Ed Norton one was just before Iron Man, I think. Was that the one with Liv Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. But then they've since like retconned it so that that's part of MCU continu- continuity. Like, oh really? If you some of like the Blu-ray special features and stuff, like you can, there's features about that and Abomination and whatever. See, and yeah, like he has a good. Because the guy that did those tests on him in the one movie, he gets the stuff spilled on him, and that ends up being leader. But yeah. have they ever? 
Well, the, Samuel Stearns was in that Hulk movie, but they, he doesn't turn into the leader or anything. Like they just well, he gets that name. shit spilled on his head, and it, I think in the one scene after, like there was like an I can't even remember. There was like an explosion or something, and they showed his head start growing, and he was laughing. And then I don't think you've seen him since. Oh right? yeah, no, I, I don't even remember that. It's been so long um, since. I that's the thing, movie. right? And like only like. Because I have a couple friends that are huge, like, Hulk guys and Thor guys, right? And it's yeah. so funny because the Thor guys hate what's going on. Like, like they like the, the first... Yeah. Oh. Um, really? Yeah. I thought the... But there's so... It's so something good. to be so nitpicky about, right? Like, some of it is just flat out, like, Heimdall shouldn't be black criticism. Yeah. Um, and then That's other fair. ones are, like, other nitpicky stuff, like the... What was the second one? Dark World? Dark... The one with the elves... Oh, yeah, Thor, the Dark World. Yeah, the Dark World. Like, my one friend pretty much rattled off, like... Because he he's, like, Mr. Asgardian knowledge, right? So he's just rattling off, like, oh, in the comics, they it's, it's just them being picky, right? Yeah. But, like... That I'm, one was bad, though, to be fair. The Dark World was the worst. Of, and that might be the worst MCU movie, I think. I would still vote Iron Man 3. Yeah, that's pretty bad, too, actually. Like, I tried watching Had you ever read the book Extremis? No. Yeah, see, this would completely... Because they kept calling it extremist, but extremist in the comics was when, like... It was like his nano suit Right, or a right? suit yeah. that would all of a sudden pop out of his body, right? And, like, there was more reasons for him having to go that route because of things that were happening, right? And so, yeah, they just made it this, like, oh, they're all, like, super strong exploding bomb guys. And it just... And that whole part with him, like, hanging out with that kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just seemed yeah. very... <laughs> I don't know if it was meant to be Christmassy and like... It was super lame. So yeah, I think that's the worst of them. That one has zero rewatch value for me. Guardians 2 has zero rewatch value for me. See, Dark World at least... Like, the movie itself was bad, but at least it set up with an Infinity Stone. Because the ether or the Aether or whatever that... Oh, yeah. Malekith is after is the power gem, I think. Yeah, it... It's just, I don't know what they're going to do, right? Like, do you just build it up, have everyone die, and just start a whole new world? Or do you not touch... Like, I don't know how you make a new universe without Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I, I don't see any of those characters, like, disappearing for good. Like, they might... You might see Robert Downey Jr. step into a behind-the-scenes, like, maybe he takes over as the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something, like the comics, right? That wasn't a bad story either, because he did that, and that was what led into like the Norman Osborn series that was so amazing in yeah. the comics. Oh my god, I just gave my buddy uh, the Secret Invasion trade, because he wanted to read it, and I was like, as soon as you're done with that, I'm giving you Dark Avengers, because this sets <laughs> it up, and Dark Avengers is the shit. And yeah, like, and it's really weird, like, the guy who pretty much set up that entire 10 15 year string of amazingness at Marvel he's at DC Dennis, now yeah. and I ha- but he jumped on Superman like I don't know like I can see having it your goal to like let's make Superman great again because realistically probably since the death series it probably hasn't sold well like since the death of Superman <laughs> in 92 yeah, I wouldn't say so he, long ago no like has he made the news or been relevant since then I would say not right like and they tried hokey stuff like in the late 90s they made him like an electrical bean where he was this blue electric guy right, and like right. like some really bad gimmicks right and then all of a sudden I think they had him with a kid and the kid was Superman and it's just it's There's bad only so much I, they can do with Superman I feel like I was I was actually just reading an interview with um, 
whatever the 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 brothers that directed Infinity War. Okay. Um, I'm blanking on their names, but they were talking about the difficulty of like doing a Superman movie and like how do you write a character that has like no weaknesses or vulnerabilities really like right like Kryptonite is his only thing he's perfect otherwise so he's, and his moral compass is like yeah flawless so, like, there's there's no like it's hard to come up with like a challenge for a or you know something for a character like that that they it that they can actually like explore the depth of the character, right? And that's like, why two of the movies have been a Lex Luthor real estate scam, <laughs> and yeah. the other, and two others have been with Zod, right? I but I love Superman one, I love Superman two, but then but those are like seventy seven and eighty two or something yeah, like that. Like they I don't, don't think hold up that well. <laughs> no, but like but they're still better. Yeah, which is sad. I think. I didn't think Man of Steel was terrible. He doesn't need to be the dark guy, though, right? Like, yeah. they went, like, him wandering the highways, like, and I got into a huge argument with a film major guy, and he's like, You just don't see the, the underlying meaning. And I'm like, You don't slap your own underlying meaning on Superman. He has a story. Yeah. Everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, kid from Kansas grew up kind of hokey because his parents loved him, right? And, like, the same thing with Spider Man. It's the whole with great power, right? Like, you're not going to make him, like, grew up with all these powers and then go wandering the world sulking right yeah. like yeah Aunt May still has bills to pay right like everyone has like a hundred year old theme to them right and like I didn't mind it once they got it going but like yeah like I was just wondering where they were going with it right and I just didn't know if they wanted to make him gritty because Batman has been the end all be all for that like yeah. I think we can honestly say if it wasn't for Batman and his surrounding characters, DC would be pretty irrelevant at most times, it would be right? Tits up. Like, yeah, like yeah. during the mid two thousands, they did the War of Light, which I think kind of made Green Lantern very relevant and like the kind of the it piece for that universe. Yeah. But other than that, like I don't know. I just I find DC to just be so other outside of Batman's like mythos and those characters i just find it to be so boring like and that's all character because none of them have powers right right like the main guy's power is i'm rich yeah Yeah. (laughs) right like it's well written like i would argue that he's probably got the best rogues gallery period him or spider-man no, I mean for DC. Oh yeah, for I don't DC, think it's for, argue- DC, for Marvel. You can't argue it either, though, no, right? No, those are the main, and those are what I was raised. Those were my favorites as a kid, right? Because like the nineteen sixties goofy Spider-Man cartoon to me was amazing, but <laughs> that's what introduced me to the Sinister Six. And like now, when they do all these like reimagining of like Electro and and they look like they're trying to make them look modern, and I right. get it, right? right? But there's something to be said about like the flamboyant old school like the look, green and yellow, yeah, color. yeah, like for him or like just the like Doc Ock and like all of them, right? Like the incredible, the the sinister, like Mysterio, yeah. like the pissed off, like what was he a stuntman? Yeah, yeah, and just stuff like that. Like I don't know, and it's sad because Stan just died. What was it last month? Month before? Yeah, and like. When you think of the stuff that he's responsible for, and it's still probably some of the best stuff or the most endearing characters, it would probably be him or Jack Kirby. And they're probably still responsible for like 
80% of Marvel's characters. Like, and Kirby was over, went back and forth, right? So, like, he's responsible for a lot of the DC, like, interstellar stuff. So, and it's like, what has surfaced in the last 20 years that's endearing to me? Like, Jessica Jones is in the forefront. Yeah. But that was Bendis. The Runaways came out of nowhere. Yeah. Secret Warriors. Yeah. But that's, it's hard to bring up, like, uh, X-23 is one of the few and rare kind of newer mutants. Like, I can't... You play Click still, so you probably get sets that'll sprinkle in the new yeah, kids. and there are a lot of those new kids. Like, now that, like, Wolverine is a headmaster or whatever, and, like, Kitty Pride's a headmaster, they've yeah. got their own classes. And I mean, I don't read it, but, yeah, just from Clicks, I know... There's a ton of characters from the last X-Men set. I was like, I don't know who the hell this is. Like, And that's the thing, right? Like, And even in the late... You no, know, late 80s or early... When was the X-Men cartoon? The really good one. The 90s. Yeah, yeah like, like mid-90s. Yeah, and it, but it took the comic book stories and just converted them over. It yeah. didn't... I like when people don't put their spin on it. Like, I get the directors want to have their vision, but that was my thing. It's like someone said that... that artsy guy that I was arguing with he's like the guy was trying to make a statement that Superman is like Jesus and I'm like uh no, no. Yeah, <laughs> but that's his thing he's like there's the underlying theme that he's suffering and he's walking the planet and he's like and kind of like how Jesus nobody saw him in his 20s or something and I'm just like alright I guess whatever like to me that movie is not a Superman movie yeah <laughs> certainly um, not euphemism for Jesus it took me two years how long ago did Batman vs. Superman come out 2016 because I yeah, just wa- 2015 or 2016 I just watched it and I it was awful well in the end I regret it but I'm like I I still have to watch this shit to have an opinion on it right like I don't know what they did to Doomsday in that I can just never forgive like that they turned Zod into Doomsday and then just he's there for like 20 minutes and then that's it like the biggest character maybe that Superman's ever fought back to the last time he was relevant yeah and then they just (laughs) yeah it's just done I mean at least he kills Superman but they could have done it the same way where just like he whether it's a meteor or in the comics I can't remember where he hatched or like why he showed up on earth again because it's been so long but like yeah it's just it was like something like some ship crashed something right and like but in the comics it was cool because like he got out but he had one arm free and his restraints were still on and he like killed one of the Justice League with one arm beat the shit out of Booster Gold yeah and and yeah so like Justice League International shows up and gets the (laughs) fuck kicked out of them but it's like they amped up the severity and it's like that's one of the few DC trades that I've bought is the death of Superman and I did read it probably just a couple years ago again but yeah, it's the last time that he was engaging and relevant, and it's you know, and you showed up to watch him die, not to celebrate. Yeah, him, yeah, yeah, right. And like, I don't mind some of the guys that spun out of it. Like the Superboy was very dated. Yeah, with like his hair, the yeah, weird nineties, the nineties, yeah, like coat. the Corey Feldman hair <laughs> yeah. and the leather jacket. Right, like it's just he was dated. But Cyborg Superman, they've been really good at reinventing him over time. Um. Steel, I liked yeah, at the time. You just like the Shaq movie. No, that's <laughs> so bad. What was? I don't even think the Shaq movie was a DC movie, was it? It was based on him. Was it? Wasn't he Hank? I'm. I don't even know if I want to Google that. I'm going to Google it now. <laughs> I'll let you. No, that was. I'm positive Steel was based on that character. 
Loosely. I, loosely, and I think... It was they, his, him and name. Yeah, but I don't think they actually, like... I don't think DC made it or anything. No, like but it would have been Warner Brothers, because they own them, right? Like, DC didn't have a studio until Warner Brothers found out that it was cool to have a comic book studio. They would pump out their Batman trilogies every 10 years. Does it say anything if his name's Hen- Hank Henry, I can't remember what Steele's name is. But yeah, he's like... John Henry. That's it, John. Yeah. yeah, that's him. Yeah. I honestly don't even know if I watched it. Or it was so non-memorable that I do not remember a thing. Apparently you can still buy the movie poster for it, which looks awesome. <laughs> oh, it looks great. And like Shaq had the Superman tattoo. Was it right when he got drafted or right around yeah, that time? Yeah, around that time. I still have his rookie card floating around this house somewhere. Yeah, I have a like a couple card pages full of Shaq cards from the back. <laughs> like his first couple of years when I was obsessed with him. Um, um, yeah, I don't... Well, it took him, what, three years to get to the NBA Finals? Something like that? Three, 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 four. Yeah, third yeah. year. But that, they completely changed the NBA <coughs> draft because of that, though, too, right? Like, when they got Shaq, they had the number... Like, they had the most balls in the machine. Like, what was it? 13 teams yeah. didn't make the playoffs. If you just missed the playoffs, he got one ball, and then the next worst team got two, three, yeah, four, yeah, yeah. and went up to, like, Orlando got 13, because yeah. Scott Skiles was probably their best player at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And so they won the lottery, which they should have... Got Shaq, but then the next year they, they missed the play. Again. They were the team that just missed the playoffs and had one ball. Yeah, and still won. Yeah, and got Anthony Hardaway. Well, they took Weber and oh, traded, right. it, traded him for a yeah. penny, like penny and three first round picks or something like. But made the finals immediately. Right? Yeah, yeah. I that was a really good team. They were. I actually saw and young. Someone commented the other day that the Magic might have been the most talented team of the nineties, and they used. Like Shaq and Penny aside, they also mentioned Nick Anderson and Dennis Scott. I was like, okay, fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> well, I loved the, the 90s magic as much as anyone to say they were the most talented team of the 90s. There's just no way. Like, there's the late 90s Lakers, like the Bulls at any point. Like, I, yeah, like I'm like, not anymore. I don't watch anymore. But like, leading up to like, I stopped watching around 97. Whenever Jordan, like near the end of Jordan's second three-peat yeah. is when I kind of petered off and became a drunk idiot and stopped watching sports. And But it, like up to that, even as a Lakers fan, like Magic Johnson having to retire aside, it had shifted. Like the torch was handed and like there's no, I don't think there's any arguing. I think Scottie Pippen's overrated in retrospect. A bit. I think so. Yeah. But like. It was, you had the best player on the planet, period. I don't think there will ever be any arguing with that. Surrounded by the <sighs> ultimate role players, and the coach was a genius. Yeah. Like... No, they Well, not even... Yeah. No, it was people buying into their role, because, like, that late 90s... The second, you can't tell me Bill Cartwright, like, couldn't have been replaced by, well, like, right, anything better. Right, but they had some other... They had some big names for the second 3P, like Tony Kukoc... Ron Harper, who was a former Dennis Rodman pick, Rodman, of course, yeah. Who's how many was he? Three, four, five time Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I don't know how many times he was Defensive Player of the Year, but he was like a seven or eight time rebounding champ. Yeah, and like was winning the rebounding title by like an average of four or five rebounds every year. Like, oh, he was averaging five. like something like 
18 or something. Yeah. And the closest people behind him were like 13 or 14. Like. And I remember watching one, because every Sunday I would always watch the NBA on NBC doubleheader. And I remember he would guard Barkley and then other games he would guard Shaq. Because yep. he was just that wiry. Un- yeah, right? Like, I don't know if your hockey knowledge is great from back then. There was... Um, a guy that was on the Oilers and then the Rangers called Esatikinen. Yeah. And he was yeah. the league's he was he was that guy. He was chippy, he was annoying, but he was the shutdown guy. Yeah. I do remember Esatikinen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're like old school football, the Deion Sanders. I love De- he's my favorite football player of all time. But that he was a shutdown guy and like yeah. I don't think enough goes into like defense. I think that's oh, what Pippen was. Like Pippen <laughs> He was a two-way player. He was, but... And the one year without Jordan, he did do a decent job of, like, carrying the team as the number one option. But long-term, I don't think he... That, like... He wouldn't have had... He would never have led a team to a title or anything no. as the number one option. They were a role team, though, so I think they were more set up to succeed with Jordan gone as opposed to, like... The horrors that I went through when Magic Johnson went away, and you replace that with Sedale Three. Yeah, <laughs> right. Cedric Sabalos. That was later, like washed up Byron Scott. Well, yeah, it's it is and and Worthy worked out. Like they still made the playoffs after he left. Yeah, but because like don't get me wrong, James Worthy was like yeah, they were never a bad team after he left. Like I don't think they missed the playoffs. No, once, but they would end up being like the seventh and eighth seed, not yeah. one or two, right? Yeah. Like you, like when you think that in '79 they got Magic Johnson number one pick overall. '82 they did some finagling to get James Worthy number one overall, right? Yeah. You have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's still arguably the greatest player of all time. There's your three, right? And yeah. just surround them. And then, like I, like role players. Byron Scott, great three-point shooter, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, great at everything. He was like a 20-point game yeah. scorer. Um, AC Green, who was sixth man. The, has he had sex yet? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he the one that like yeah. was holding out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I remember. And it's like, he's 45 and still playing for like the Dallas Mavericks. And he's like... I remember tr- hearing about some... This one time when Charles Barkley beat him and was like, "Oh, if God is so good, how come he didn't give you a jump shot?" <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just I don't watch enough to know if it has like the characters anymore. Like, I think Charles Barkley was the epitome of like, and like even in that generation, there was those guys that had like a boatload of skill, and then there was the guys that had a boatload of willpower, right? Like, Larry Bird to me was the guy who had to practice twenty hours a day because he was like. Goofy white guy, it's right? Like dad bod. Like, yeah, it's incredible that Larry Bird is talked about as like arguably a top three player ever. Yeah, like, but if he could do it, fucking anyone should be you, able to do it. And the only person with an uglier shot when I was growing up than Larry Bird was probably Reggie Miller. Yeah, <laughs> like love gross, but he but, can it always. But that's the thing, and Barkley was always in my category for willpower, right? Like, because just he wanted to be a fat kid, <laughs> but yeah. he just but he also wanted to win. He was so dominant. Uh, and I still maintain they would have won the title if he didn't wreck his elbow that year. Uh, against the Bulls? The Bulls. Yeah, well, they definitely gave him a lot in the finals. Like, and I think Barkley, like, he had to get his elbow <coughs> drained a few times a day, and he had that big thing on it. And, like, as dominant as the Bulls were, I think that would have been the one team that would, like, consistently... That was probably the best team they played in the finals, yeah. Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, Charles Barkley... Um, was Sabalos there at the time? 
Ah. Uh, and then they had that young guy, Oliver Miller. As no, by that time, Sabalos was or was Sabalos even in the league yet? He was. He was with the Lakers in ninety two, ninety three. I think. No, that's when they. That's when Johnson retired. So this would be ninety four. Yes, no, Sabalos Johnson might... retired ninety one. Because it was the ninety one, ninety two finals that it was the Bulls and the Lakers. I think. The. Yes. No. It was the I think the ninety ninety one wasn't it? Because they played I thought the eighty nine ninety and ninety ninety one were the Pistons. No. Or am I off by you're year off, my whole you're chain? a year ahead? Yeah. Because okay. the Bulls won ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, and they played ninety four, ninety five was when he played baseball. Yeah. And they played Lakers, Blazers, Phoenix that first those first three titles. Was Phoenix the third one? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because Clyde was still decent that was an all right team too right like yeah i don't know like Blazers had a good team back then i yeah and another thing that kind of kept me from going back to basketball when i kind of started looking back at it was everyone was building these super teams like and i remember barkley came out and he goes none of us wanted a super team because we all wanted to beat each other and so you'd have like one superstar in every team so then when you got the well, other than like the Lakers, though, and the Celtics. I mean, through like they had now, multiple yeah. All Stars through the eighties. Both teams, like, like who did the Celtics have? Bill Walton, Kevin McHale, Bird, Robert Parrish, Maxwell. Yeah, Robert Parrish. Like they were stacked. Danny Ains. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, but I, those I would all put as really good role players. Like you, you need your Trinity, right? But like you need your guy. You need the two decent guys around him. The Lakers were far and above. Like, I think their big three was yeah. insane. Yeah. That was like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Bosch, big three. Like, But I don't think it was purposefully, like, going all in on three, right? Like, No, it just worked out that way that they, like, yeah, I mean, they had Kareem. I, yeah, like, I feel it. like the LeBron James thing when they went to Miami was, like, players conspiring to, like, okay, we're all going to go here and we're all yeah. going to win. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, that was that changed the direction of the league for sure right and then look at golden state then right and it's just like everyone flocks to that one team now yeah and it's like is i don't know like in the 80s and 90s when i was watching i felt that both conferences had easily five to eight teams that were all good yeah the bulls yeah. were like you far and away yeah like yeah. the but like they had to fight tooth and nail to get past the Pistons, yep. who had to fight tooth and nail to get past the Celtics, right? Like, there was handing overs of the torch, not just like, let's all sign here and call it a day, right? Right. I just think it's funny that everyone in Cleveland burned all their LeBron James shit. And then he came back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the most ingenious marketing ploy if it was pre-planned. So I'm going to get everyone to hate me and burn my shit. So then when I come back, we can sell the jerseys for way more. And then I'll leave again. Are we able to pause this? Absolutely. Give me one. So what you... Back to... um, So you said you were buying cards. Is there... Like, because when I was young, sports cards was an insane... Like, are there even card shops anymore? Or where do you go to buy sports cards? Well, in... In Regina, there's nowhere to buy basketball cards. There's a card shop in Vic Square Mall, but they're pretty much all baseball, hockey, and football. Like, literally not one pack of basketball. So I just ordered my shit off eBay when I got it. Like, I got two boxes of the hoop set, and now, like, they load them up with inserts. So you get, like, 
pieces or like cards with pieces of jerseys and shit and like autograph cards and stuff like all the time so I bought I guess in a digital age you gotta start throwing like something in there so people keep buying it right well, like, and, and they like there's some sick ones like I just singles I bought like a Brandon Ingram autograph card I got like a Lonzo one with his jersey like patch on it and I wonder if after every game they put like jerseys through wood chippers and just like grab well, a piece off for every yeah they must like because they're tiny just tiny little patches on most of them like, it doesn't seem like enough to really like invest in like well I don't know some some you get like they'll do some memorabilia cards where you'll get like the patch will be from like the number or logo on the jersey so you'll get like a three color patch okay see yeah it. that's kind so of those cool. ones are cool it's as long like, as it's something substantial right like don't get me wrong I'm sitting here right next to my autographed Tito Santana <laughs> and my brand new yet to be framed nice, nice Brutus Beefcake did I tell you about the magic autograph I got no uh, some guy on Virage sale I just happened to randomly be looking at Lakers st- like searching Lakers stuff on there and this dude on Virage sale had an autographed Sports Illustrated from 1982 framed for $40 no certified like I was able to go online oh it had the code yeah I was able to go online huh. and make sure it was legit and it's incredible like, did I give you those magazines last time yes okay. and the cups which oh, use, the Dream Team Cup. the time. <laughs> you use them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're I supposed do. to put those well, away somewhere with one, no oxygen touching The one them. has a crack, and I think the Michael Jordan one has a crack. Was there two of one guy? I can't remember. No, there's Jordan, Stockton, Bird, and Magic. Okay. And, yeah, the Jordan one had a crack in the bottom, but the other three are all good. And, yeah, those went unused them. since 1992, sir. Yeah, I'd... I'd Take care of them. I rinse them out <laughs> by hand in the sink. No dishwasher. Smack the kid if they're trying to touch your stuff. Because, yeah, like, it's so funny. It's like, I'll come... Even, like, the glove when I found that old collectible yeah, glove. Yeah. Except now, anytime someone brings up Michael Jackson or anything about him, I think of you, which I think is kind of a fucked up... But you're the... Like, I don't know why, like, a 30-year-old man is, like, my reference for the ultra fanboy for Michael Jackson, right? But, like... But yeah, like that was the first thriller was the first cassette I ever owned. So then yeah, like I was on summer vacation. We went somewhere and they had those like fake. <laughs> yeah, the was the original glove. glove rhinestone? I think so. Yeah. Or I can't. Yeah, it must have been. But yeah, they had those fake like Michael Jackson gloves and little Paul fucking loved that shit. <laughs> I don't even know if it fits an adult hand. I don't think so. I think I tried it on. I tried to get it on after you gave it to me. You don't wear it for casual Friday. It, it was like the OJ glove. Like it was not fitting at all. That's hilarious. Yeah, like, I tried doing the cards thing, and then I tried doing the collectibles thing, and it just... Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the one, the things I have up are super cool, especially the one in the kitchen is, like, an original drawn right, yeah. page from a comic book. But there is a point, like, Little Paul that we used to work with at BP's, like, all of his Facebook updates are, like, a new Lego purchase. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to run out of room, or, like, I don't know where it ends, right? Yeah. No, I... I got out of the basketball card thing. Like, I, 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 I got enough. Like, I basically got that year's hoop set, a few inserts, and then I bought some singles because I wanted some Laker autograph cards. So I got, like, a Kobe autograph, Ingram, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, like, a few of the newer guys. I'll have to go look in here. Yeah, like, that actually surprises me because, yeah, like, sports cards was, like, a 
phenomenon like but I was pre-digital age, right? Yep. And it was back when it was those weird wax packaging. Yeah. And if you got a good card, you have to like take like a sock or something and like rub the yeah. wax off yeah. the card, right? Yeah, I remember those, the old Opeachy hockey cards. Yeah. <laughs> Opeachy was only in Canada and they were called something else in the States. I can't remember. But yeah, then like late 80s, it became like, oh, there's money in this. So then Score came out and then Upper Deck yeah. and they all, all of a sudden started having like Hologram holograms on the card so that if it was a legit rookie card and yeah it's so funny because now like magic the gathering um chinese forgery started happening hardcore oh really because there's cards worth twenty thousand dollars now that's insane it's ridiculous right but like in the old days like i guess in china they finally started figuring out and getting the inks pretty legit yeah and then like you can buy a complete set of a card that's worth like eighty dollars each now from china for like a few bucks right but then i guess the only way now to tell is black light but now people are getting into these tournaments where other people are investing like their lifetime into these things and it's insane right like has has the same thing happened with magic the gathering like hero clicks like is there like power creep as it's um, gone on so like older sets are just not playable anymore oh for sure there's um, and they they have formats and I know Clix has formats like they're standard or like which is only like the last two years right, right? and like you can keep certain balance with that as long as everything's along the same line but like if you want something to sell you're going to make it cooler than the last thing yeah, exactly. so it goes through waves right and they'll bring back things cards that have been printed in the past and give them like sometimes a new picture or whatever and it's pretty cool because the rules are like if we made a card in 1999 and we've redone it you can actually bring out your 99 ones and put them in your deck you don't have to rebuy it, right? As long as it's this, a legit printed right. one, right? And so, but yeah, there's been power creep up and down. But like, it's like you said with clicks, you go online, you find the best combination and you just play that if you want to be the dick, right? And it's yeah. like, <coughs> where like, I don't know, pay to win is kind of being scrutinized right now, especially in like the digital market, like EA Sports. Have you seen the amount of money they make off their soccer game? No. Because the way it works is when you play online, you buy packs. Yeah. And in packs are all the different players from around the world. Right. The chances of getting Ronaldo are 0.01%. So in a pack. Yeah. So what is that? One in 10,000? Yeah. So if packs are five bucks and you want Ronaldo to yeah. win because you want to win. Yeah. And so I guess they made $650 million wow. on their soccer game last year. Wow. But now... Like, there's so much competition. Like, Magic finally got a really nice digital version of itself. I remember Heroclix tried and it failed. Yeah. I bought in on it. I don't even know if the servers are even up anymore. I don't know if they are either. I, I never had a computer that could, like, that was good enough to actually yeah. do But And that's the thing. Now, digital, like, World of Warcraft has Hearthstone. And it started making, like, millions every month. And then all of a sudden Hasbro, who owns... Um, Wizards of the Coast who owns Magic they're like why are we not in on this train so now everyone wants the digital thing but it's all these digital loot boxes where it's all random if you get the thing you want now and now there's even countries like there's places in Europe where you can't play games that have loot boxes really? because they atone it to gambling for children Uh, I mean it is really like and you think uh, like yeah the the whole pay to win thing drives me insane like 
like Fortnite. How much are people spending on Fortnite? But that has zero pay to win, yeah, right? which is the sad but part. But that's the crazy thing to me. Yeah, is people are just paying just to have like their cool suit or whatever. And like hundreds of dollars, some of those are like... A dance is probably between five and ten bucks. And then an outfit is probably between seven and thirty. Yeah. Each. Yeah. And you can buy like, I know they come out like with like... I've done the seasons pass where you pay ten bucks. And then as you level up it gives you little things but it's like level one you'll get like a little puppy emote like you get shit but every 10th yeah. level you might get an outfit but then everyone has that outfit right. but you have let's say 8 million kids paying $10 a season to play this game but you want a unique outfit those come up for $25 in the store and they're only there for a day so yeah. hurry Yeah, no. get I, mom's wallet I have not invested any money into Fortnite Xander and I did it for like a season and a half and it's like don't get me wrong like old school video games are worse but for repetitiveness and stuff like that but it's the same like you drop to an island you kill or be killed it's... I, yeah I got bored of it like because the fact that <coughs> they didn't change up the island at all like it's just the same level the um, island changes per season but now you're waiting every three four months right like and everyone has their own strategy like the really good players they'll like it's weird they'll chop down three trees and then they'll build this fort and i'm like i just don't have those reflexes anymore yeah. and like my brain doesn't work that way because they're building and shooting and running around at the it's same incredible time incredible how good some people are so at guys that, like, like ninja cypher and there's like the big name guys like watching them but like the one guy when i was watching him he's like there's a practice mode where you can just there's no one else around you you go to the island yeah. knock down all the buildings and trees and he said he sat in there and practiced building and practiced building and he bought the mouse that has like the five buttons on it. So like one button is a wall, one button oh, is a stairwell. Yeah. So that when he's moving, he's like stairwell, wall, yeah, this, really this, quick. this, right? Yeah, I can't, my brain can't process it fast enough it's, when I try that. Like, And thinking that far ahead because they, they'll build the wall, but then they'll hit the edit button and put a window in it quick and then right, shoot out the yeah, window yeah. and then close it and turn the window off again. And I'm like still looking for the yeah, L key. Yeah, I'm like, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> There's so... so there's so many times I'd be like top three in the match, but then I'd be against the two guys at the end that can build like crazy, and yeah. I just never had any hope. So and it's it's funny. It's like I call it the Star Wars rule because they always like when I watch the professionals, they always want the higher ground, and that's yeah. the stupid line. What was the third Star Wars movie? I can't remember. It's where he like cuts Anakin's legs off and he slides into the lava because oh, right, he's, right, he's right. like, "Don't I have the higher yeah. ground?" <laughs> And that, so then when I'm watching these like Fortnite professionals, they're always trying to build so they're above and have so they can be shooting yeah. down. And that's all I think of, right? But like when you watch these guys, it's yeah, like they're knowing where the other people are. They, they already know what the other person is trying to achieve and they're building and running and shooting and collecting more wood and I'm just like you fucking lost me on step one. Yeah, I it's it's I, I ended up just giving up on the game because I I got so frustrated making it to the end and having no chance of winning because like I just can't react as fast as they would like I had a friend that all he would do is find a spot and hide until it got down to like top 10 and then he'd go in and <laughs> well then as the circle is shrinking he yeah. would have to go find a new hiding spot yeah, yeah. and I'm like so then we're doing teams and he's like okay run over here and he's like whoop down behind a tree or something I'm like no let's yeah, go <laughs> yeah, like, let's actually go shoot some people because, yeah, like, I played two seasons and I actually got, I yeah, in one whole season, so three and a half months, I think they're 17 weeks long or something like that, I got one win. 
That's, when you th- that's impressive though. Like oh, with dad reflexes, I'm totally proud of myself. Yeah. But like, I only have I think I have four wins in total, and three are solo, and one is like with a random squad. But then also, have you ever gone on with like random people and tried to play as a team? No. Oh my god! Some people on there are like a special kind of like <laughs> either like stupid or like you just get the people that are like racist fucks that are like when you die they just go off on you and it's like your life is pretty shallow with yeah, your phone. Yeah. like well, one guy yeah. never talked into his mic the whole game and we made it super far and then all of us started dying you could hear him click his mic on you guys fucking suck click and then he like logs out <laughs> it's like cold as ice yeah it's like how about you would coordinate with us during the thing where it's like watch there's someone bought like nothing but yeah you would like suck. you suck goodbye like sorry i didn't get you a carry right like uh, and you saw all the lawsuits this month spinning out of it hey out of Fortnite? yeah oh with carlton yeah well he's the second or third one now i don't know who two two milli yeah some rapper right yeah, yeah. I, whatever yeah. It's not, but he's the one that invented the swipe. Oh, okay, it's some yeah. dance step where it looks like you farted and you're trying to wave it towards somebody, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he was the first one on board. I'm assuming he was the one that needed money the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the one that opened the door, right? Because they do have all these. I'm a, and that was the other. Th- that's why I was talking about Michael Jackson this week, is because we were talking about all the lawsuits. Because one is the two milli swipe, the Carlton dance. Um, Shit, who's the other one now? The guy from Scrubs. I guess some weird dance he does in one episode. They put that in the game. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for Snoop. But I don't know if he gives a fuck, right? Because, like, the Snoop Dogg dance where it looks like he's yeah, yeah. driving the car, right? Yeah. Like, that's in there. But maybe he thinks, like, some of them might think it's cool and don't give a well, fuck. Exactly. Because Snoop probably sleeps on a pile of money well, every exactly, night. exactly, right? And, yeah, big pile of money with many beautiful women. Right. And, <laughs> and not knowing where he is. But, like, so, yeah... That's the thing, right? And they're saying, like, the choreograph routine is not long enough to copyright it. But if you don't defend yourself, then you're... And then, But Carlton came out and said, well, I stole it from this and this then, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, like from Bruce Springsteen yeah, like, and someone else. Like Courtney like, Cox or yeah, something. Yeah. And, and so, like, now you're admitting that you stole... Like, so now I don't know where it goes. Yeah, like, are they going to sue him now? <laughs> but that's why I was talking or thought about you the other day is because um, I was like, they haven't had the balls to do, like, the moonwalk. That's pretty blatant i would say or anything like the thing where he stands on his toes or like he's got to have like a dozen like things where if you see somebody do it you're like oh yeah like the hat up the arm yeah. or like any of that shit like <laughs> you think michael jackson right or anyone that how long has he been dead for when was that comeback thing five years he ago died in or more 2009 no yeah holy he fuck. died the first year that leanne and i were together good lord yeah, I vividly recall that day. That's uh, oh wow! I didn't think it was a decade, but yeah, like, and who owns all the rights to his shit? Uh, because he was married to his own estate, I think. Is there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they own it all. Because their his estate is they put out that this is it, that like, because he was when he died, he was. Uh, per, like he was ready training for a to tour, yeah, and so they put out that this is it, which was like all the rehearsal footage of getting ready for it and stuff. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it was his estate because it was a massive heart attack, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was like it was because of 
like the drugs that he was on. Like okay, I thought they were caught. I thought he had a massive heart attack because he was taking all this shit to try and get into shape again. It was like some shit that was supposed to like keep him awake or something. Or I thought it was yeah, like ephedrine or something that like melts the fat, keeps you going. What is that on your shelf there? Which one? The blue box. That? Yeah. That's a Sega Genesis, sir. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, I thought it was. Nikia got Haley this thing for Christmas. That's it's like. You know, like those new STEM toys for kids. Like oh, I thought things. you were going to accuse me of owning some Furby bullshit no, or something. No, no, no. She got her, <laughs> you got her this thing. It's like Iron Man's glove and you program and code it and no. stuff and can make it do different shit. I think it's going to be a little bit ahead of her because it's for like eight plus. So, but How old is she now? Six. So okay. I'll clearly be helping her with it. Really? Because I was still, I thought, uh, no, I was still at BP's when she was pregnant. That's right. It all flies, right? Like, I have an 11-year-old that lives with me, and it doesn't fucking feel like... It does fly. When I went back to John, he was one. It's crazy. The good old days of Taco Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, do I miss Taco Sunday. <laughs> That's because you were hungover uh, and hungry every time. Sometimes. I, got, I grew out of the habit of drinking on Saturday nights because I'd always work the day bar shifts, and I knew that bartending with a hangover was like the absolute worst thing to do like that's because you'd have ray and dak and fraser and well yeah you'd have to put up with assholes but even just like the smell of pouring booze when i was hungover like i never had that problem i never worked a day shift in my life there i bartended there for almost three years and i they liked me enough that john gave me monday to friday closes and it worked great great good schedule for sure was it Monday or Friday? Yeah. And then on Saturdays, I worked at the state. So I bartended six nights a week. Oh, you have good cash, though. Not really at Boston Pizza. Tips were always decent at Boston Pizza. The, my first stint there, there was no tipping out yet, though. So oh, what I... Uh-huh. <laughs> that sucks. So there was no cut from the girls, right? So it's like... Well, we, I barely got a cut from the girls most of yeah. the time so like I was lucky if my money from like scuba Ron paid for my dinner that night right so it was so it was pretty much Monday to Friday was me working <coughs> for a paycheck and then at the state I would probably make like a couple hundred bucks like three four hundred dollars well maybe two three back then but like yeah and then that was my spending money till the next week right like that place was the end all be all I think for the Saturday nights here it's funny, I went and did, um, how long have you lived here for? 12 years. No, yeah. 13 years. Okay, uh, not long enough. I went and did one of those escape rooms that's in like the old Regina Inn. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I walk in and down the hallway to go towards it. And that used to be the hallway you'd stand in to get to this really shitty bar called Lauderdale's. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> just, I got flooded with all these memories <laughs> of like me being 20. It's like, holy <laughs> fuck. The amount of wasted time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't miss those days. Like, <laughs> And yet here you sit hungover. Well, yeah, but like I'll have <laughs> drinks like at a buddy's house or something. Yeah, it's like, different it's now. Ra- like I, I haven't been to a club like kind of bar in five years, I bet. And what opened up in the old um, Bobby's Tavern thing? Which is where the drink was in 2044 and stuff right i worked there when it was 2044 um apparently it's like some like restaurant or some shit now and they've got batting cages in there that was it yeah Yeah. it's some sports theme place yeah 
Apparently, like half of it is batting cages. That now, doesn't spell disaster sick. in any fucking way. I think it's awesome because like Regina has like nothing like that. Like we don't yeah. we don't even have fucking mini golf here. It's insane. No. And that's why like the axe throwing place is doing amazing business because yeah, it's it's some kind of like clean. You don't have to drink. Right? Yeah. Like you, the escape rooms are huge. There's yeah. like five different escape. They're pretty expensive though. I've heard like escape manners twenty bucks each. Yeah, which seems like a lot. Like I don't like, and granted, you're it's like your time, so like you know you're getting forty five minutes of entertainment. Yeah. But for me, twenty bucks to sit there and argue with my friends about fucking figure out this puzzle, like yeah. I think it's fun. Like we, I just went and did one with some people that we all used to be a team together. We've all gone off and done different jobs now, in government, but we still get together. And because when we were a team, we did an escape room, and it was fun. We did the easiest one or whatever mm-hmm. and we finished it so now we're working our way through all the different ones that they have to offer that's like the Regina and you mean like the Hilton Double yeah. Tree or whatever it is now how many do they have there they keep changing they have four or five always but like the oldest one gets ripped out every three months and a new one goes in its place oh, okay. so you always have a rotation and it was cool because the first one was like you go into an insane asylum and it's like horror movie with the flickering lights and like the one like what are those things that you put x-rays like the the lighted wall kind of thing yeah 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 and like all of a sudden it would turn into a face and freak the fuck out of you right like yeah I want to try one of them yeah like I recommend it I think it's super cool um go with smart people like I can honestly say I can see some people going into those rooms and staring around for 45 minutes (laughs) um but yeah it's neat and like it's not too hard like you just have to like figure out like it's a lot of padlocks that are either like words or numbers on them yeah. and so like say there's a whole bunch of like vials or something in a scale sitting there you know you have to figure out which vials you're weighing to get a four digit code to put in and then onto the next right oh, and like okay. it's either word puzzles number puzzles stuff like that yeah. and it's just it's neat right like mm. and yeah. some of them are big like the ones I do the single room ones are like four or five people max or else you start getting crammed right, right. and then some of them are like two teams of six and Where you're, you're seeing you're you get out first or whatever. Yeah, and you're yeah. locked on other ends. You're working towards each other. And then at the end, you try and figure stuff out. Right. I don't know. It's fun. It's like the Mission Impossible. Like, you got 45 minutes go, right? And the one we finished with, like, 18 seconds left. Yeah, I, Nikia's sister had just gone recently with work, and she said, I think they did the one where it was, like, the two teams. Yeah. And she said they didn't end up finishing. But then, yeah, like... I'd be fun to... to do it and not finish, like... yeah. That's why, like, we did the introductory one, and it was pretty handheld. Like, it wasn't super hard, super easy. Like, I think it had, like, still only a 30% success rate. But, like, I think if you're smart enough, you'll figure them out, right? Like, And even if they see that you're, like, close to something, you get to radio them once per adventure for a hint. Yeah. So you can get over that one thing that might kind of stump you, right? And, like, I got to stop saying, like, (laughs) my one friend listened. He goes, you say, like a lot <laughs> and so now I'm, I'm thinking about it and it's like there we go yeah it's, um, it's hard not to I know and I was it's, was it the 80s that had the valley girl yeah yeah so I I don't want to sound like it's like sound like a ditzy kid like all I like like uh, so yeah now I'm all self-conscious about it right and then it's like yeah there we go again um, no I recommend it Ugh. but you should like you want at least five people go do and they all have success rates so they'll tell you like this room 25 percent succeed and they had at one time there was one room that was like a 12 percent success rate so you 
going in, you know, you're like, you just want to do the best you can, right? Yeah. But they're fun, and it seems to be a theme because there's that one in the Double Tree. There's one just over here on College Avenue where they have three adventures, but it's like Adventure 1 ties into Adventure 2, ties into Adventure 3, okay. and it's a whole haunted house theme. Sweet. Um, I don't know. I think they're super fun. Yeah. And like you said, like the city's starved for things to do like that are kind of like... like that. Like I was... I, apparently the the leader post building is going to be like some new they're going to have like zip lines and stuff inside and like be some kind of new rec center at least the part that the actual leader post isn't using anymore um but i was saying like it would be such a good money-making venture just to open a mini golf place here like there's like three mini golf courses in saskatoon they're always busy like yeah it's it's always weird though because Saskatoon always seems to be like more fun more independent like we're government town I don't know if that yeah. I don't know why we're the stifled ones yeah. it's weird you would th- yeah we just we get everything but people I know from Alberta say it's the same difference between Edmonton and Calgary with Calgary having more to do like Calgary is like Saskatoon yeah and Edmonton's more the government town and it's more the white collar, the more businessmen, less independent business going on. So, like when you're here, are you still, where is your office based out of right now? The Viterra building. Okay. Because, yeah, like I'm right downtown. It's like, I don't know how people create a restaurant that can survive down there that isn't just lunch based. Because some of them, their hours are 11 till 2. Yeah. And it's just, in a government town, everyone gets the fuck out and they don't even want to think about coming back towards the city yeah. again. Yeah. And I think that's harder here when everyone is just a government mule because we're the hub for SAS Power, SAS Energy, SAS Tel. All yeah. the government offices are here. The city, like, because even Saskatoon downtown seems like a livelier yeah, place. Much nicer. Yeah, way more bars and it's just more pedestrian friendly. Like, yeah. So much of our downtown. How the fuck do we not have a movie theater downtown anymore? A grocery store? The grocery store is the most crippling thing. Like, the fact that no one in North Central can get groceries without going to, like, the far north end. Like, yeah. But there's 17 rub and tugs in there, right? Like, it's just, (laughs) like, it's the weirdest thing. And, yeah, like, the closest grocery store to downtown would probably be, like, south here would probably be the cathedral one, right? And that's still a track. Like, and Shoppers Drug Mart is not a grocery store. Like, I know no. they made small efforts to add it's like not. a vegetable here. You can get your basics, I guess. Like, go for your milk and bread and stuff. But not like you're going and buying your fruit and veggies and stuff. But that's the thing, right? Like, they meat. build these fancy, like, there's that rose, that big tower over here they built. And now this other fancy monstrosity over here. Yeah. And there are all these probably three four five hundred thousand dollar condos and there's no grocery store like it's the weirdest thing yeah it's and the lack of control that the city has to like make something like that happen is there's got to be some form of incentive like put out a deal like you won't have to pay property tax for 10 years here they should a hundred percent do that and, and put a fucking grocery store in north central like there was that 7-Eleven on Dudney that was like one of the main places for them to get groceries and even that closed now so there's like one shitty little confection area on Dudney where people can go to get that's Sav closed yeah I think the only like 
what do they have for a restaurant? A McDonald's, and then at the other end, there's like a KFC or yeah, something, McDonald's right? McDonald's and KFC, I think, is it. So you're not eating healthy. There's no restaurants. There's no grocery stores. No, it's pretty bad. It's just, but who wants to open a business there then, too? So now it's... Well, exactly. With all the issues you deal with in those neighborhoods, like, there's... It's... I mean, we could get, the city could give, like, a property tax incentive to bring in one of those businesses, but it doesn't change the fact that they're serving, like, a largely poor clientele that... You know, it's they're not going to even with that incentive. It's going to be hard for them to sell enough to be profitable. Like at least to the to the extent that you know a Safeways or Sobeys wants to be like like even there. There was that little Sobeys, or it was IGA, I guess, and then turned into Sobeys. But it was up by where my old apartment, like it was on. Yep, by the university. Yep, and. uh like even that one I thought like the area I was in like a good area it always seemed busy and fuck they closed that too like I'm amazed the restaurant beside that's still around yeah the lakeshore yeah I don't know who goes there I old people I would guess yeah but exclusively like, old people but you're sitting there knowing your clientele's dying right like and there's those few old school steakhouses in the city that you're waiting for them to die because the younger generation are all at Moxie's, Earl's, Keg. Yeah, I haven't been to Chop yet. What's the the What's the one over by the like Regina Ave and Elphinstone in that strip mall, the Chimney? Yeah, I think it. It's closed. changed. Yeah. yeah, it changed hands, but that was one of those old school like. Yeah. Come and get your liver and onions special, right? Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> my grandpa when we would go there would eat the liver and onions. <laughs> so sorry. gross. No, and it's so there's a changing of the guard. Like all these old restaurants are gonna go away at some point, right? And it's kind of sad. Like, does the South End still have the cottage? Yeah. Because see, like, yeah. or Greco's. That's older school mentality to me too. I don't know if Greco. Oh yeah. No, I think Greco's is something else now. It's. I think it's like an Indian place now. Yeah, and it's there's this changing of the guard, and it kind of sucks because. And I've noticed this town goes gaga over franchises, and I don't understand it. When something like fucking Carl's Jr. opens and there's like... People losing their money. Yeah, yeah, there's like a month wait to get in the front door. Or when... Um, yeah, Carl's Jr. has got that good. I haven't gone. It is zero. And then it takes us, what, 25 years to get a Fuddruckers back. And it's just weird. But I haven't gone since it's come back, though, either. Oh, really? Yeah. I, we go quite a bit. Because kids eat free on Monday nights. Or like oh. 99 cents or something. So I can take Haley when Nikia goes to the gym. And for the two of us, it ends up being like 15 bucks maybe. Like, But it's pretty good. Good food. They've got their own brand of cream soda that is absolutely incredible. Like the best cream soda. I've is it had. a red cream soda or is it like... No, the... it's clear. But, well... Do you remember when A&W made a cream soda yeah, and it, it was it, a weird... It, well, theirs was white, right? Was it? Yeah. Okay. This one is more of like the old style cream soda. So kind of that like darker yellowish kind of tinge to it. <laughs> but it's so good. It's funny. Yeah, it's just... It amazes me because everyone says they're living month to month. But when you look, these restaurants are like packed constantly. Yeah. 
we've been doing a big effort to cut down on our how much we eat out and order in because you know, save for the fucking wedding but we were like three nights a week we would fucking be out or ordering something and it's just out of habit or laziness or yeah, like, yeah if everybody's working well that's the thing we both get home and like you know, he has been for the last few months we get these like like those good food boxes where they send you like meals for the week so, okay i've heard about those yeah so we should, we've she's tried a few different companies now because the first time you do it you always get a discount like a heavy uh. discount so she's done like the first one with a few different companies now but the one good one that we get like you get excellent meals and they're big servings i think we pay like 80 bucks for a box but it's you get three meals that serve four people each Holy. and they're like they give you everything you can need to make the meal and it's like gourmet shit that I would never know how to make on my own, right? Like spices and stuff and things. And like, <laughs> it's, but, like, but if you keep doing this, are you going to be sitting on like 17 shakers of cumin when it's all over? No, because they only give you enough for the oh, for that. Yeah, yeah. You oh. don't get extra stuff. Like, And it's perfect because, I mean, then we're not wasting money like when we go buy groceries and then stuff ends up going bad or something, right? Because you can't incorporate it into a meal. Like these boxes are good for that. But they're also tedious to make. Like, so after both of us have worked all day, like, we get home and it's like, fuck, like, I don't want to do the dishes or cook. So, well, let's order BPs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's all part, like, because the old school mentality of the family unit has completely changed. And I don't even know if a family can get by with one person staying home anymore, unless it's like a six figure one person, right? Yeah. It, like, neither Nikia nor i like we both make decent money and i mean well granted we're trying to save for a wedding but like if one of us wasn't working we'd be fucked like and that's the problem right like now you can't and i think a lot of people feel they're stuck in their jobs too now because you can't chase your dream because even rent here it's not the cheapest it's 1200 bucks a month for a two-bedroom And then after you pay... And Plus that's, utilities and stuff? Yeah, I get well, I get cable. Well, the inter- <coughs> internet's probably saving me a decent amount of money because it's Infinite, like the high-end yeah. stuff. So I get TV, internet, but so I'm paying for power, gas, water. That's not bad. So at the end of the day, I'm probably paying maybe fourteen to 1500 a month. So one paycheck is yeah, pretty much yeah. like... But it's like, I'm waiting for the market to crash. Like, I don't know who can afford a house anymore. Because everything I see listed is between three hundred fifty and like $500,000. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, if uh, So, Nikia and I are moving in February. We're, her best friend, her dad's a doctor and bought her a house up in the North End. But she lives in Calgary now. So, she's been renting it out to like a cousin or something. But now we're going to take it. She's only going to charge us like her cost including like to pay the mortgage, mortgage and yep. property tax so we'll pay 1200 a month and then the utilities on top of that so it'll be about 15 which is what we pay for our place now but we'll have it's like a brand new house it's like 10 to 15 years old oh nice tops we'll have the whole house like a double car garage like it'd be so much better and she'll let us stay in it until we're ready to buy something because right now like anything we could qualify for would be like a sh- like a 
a fixer-upper, right? And like, neither of us have the time for that. I don't want to sink money into something like that when you know, like, the market the way, being the way it is, like, there's a good chance you're going to end up losing money if you buy a house now. Like, five years down the road, it could be worth 30000 less or something. And that's the dumbfounding thing is they're still building. And I don't know who they're building for. Well, that and that's that's what's killing people that are trying to sell their house. Like Justin Bader is trying to sell his place. He's had it up for like eight months or something, and like barely gets people looking at it. My mom's trying to sell her place. She's only asking like a hundred ninety grand, and the one that I, yeah, okay. yeah, and like yeah, she's had people look, but like there's one couple that was did want to buy it, but then because of the new mortgage rules, it was just above their limit yeah so it's also good that they put some rules in place because i think people were buying outside of their means right because you didn't need a down payment or you could roll that in with it so now what do you need 10 percent of it or something you need a substantial chunk of it i don't understand how the stress test works like they they somehow work it out so that they account for your ability continue paying the mortgage in the event that like interest rates go up or something hmm. which they didn't do before you were just on your own and yeah if they went up then they went up and you had to deal with it but now yeah it's like screwing millennials like it, we're the group that are trying to buy houses now and fuck is how many millennials are like living at home with their parents now until they're like and then they take grief for it <laughs> Fuck, I wish I had lived at home longer. Yeah, like, and that would probably be my advice for younger people. Stay at home, and but do don't it spend it all, can. but save up a down yeah, payment. Yeah, save. Yeah, that's the thing. Like when it, Don't live with mom and get white girl wasted every night. Yeah, before <laughs> before I moved to Regina, because I took off three years before between high school and university. And I, like, I lived at home that whole time. And I paid like a little rent. I think I might have paid like three or four hundred bucks a month after I finished high school. <clears throat> but the rest of the money I was making, I just yeah, pissed away drinking every second night. Like, I didn't save any of that money. Moved to university broke. <laughs> Not a good way to come to a new city. No. And yeah, I, a couple podcasts ago, one of my friends that I used to work with in Moxie, she's in real estate now, and I had a bunch of questions about it, right? And so she came over and she said that this city generally sits on about a thousand listings at one given time. And that's been kind of the average. And now it's 1,800 plus. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't know why they can... So no one's buying. Development. Like, and we're still approving new neighborhoods and stuff. It's like we don't have people moving into our existing neighborhoods. Like, people are moving away from Regina right now because the fucking job market is so bad. That's the other part of being a government town, right? Like, everything's locked in. Like, what is there for new jobs? And it's probably new jobs or jobs that don't pay enough for you to be able to afford a house yeah. anyways. Yeah. And then people will go and bitch about immigration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though there's nobody to work the garbage jobs. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Like, I went to work the one day, and there's a girl who works at the 7-Eleven up here. Yeah. I see her in there every day. And then on the weekend, I went to the dollar store at the mall go down she's working there too and it's like how many jobs do people need to like because they're all minimum wage jobs yeah. right so like yeah there's like that's like the guy at the canadian tire gas station they go to for smokes all the time like he works there he must be full-time and then i see him working at save on at nights too like 
he must be doing like 60 70 hour weeks yeah and it's i'm like i'm not hardcore socialist i don't think i'm really either wing hard either way but yeah. minimum wage is too low like what is it 11 something like that or like, it's going I don't, up to 11 or i don't know so that's what 440 dollars a week before taxes yeah yeah it's not but i mean like so the discussions about like implementing a living wage for example a, the majority of the people that are in those jobs are like teenagers and people that don't have high costs like, yeah so why should why should there be a universal living wage when half the people making it are like don't have living costs like they live yeah. at home and so like i don't know i i agree minimum wage should be higher but i also think there should like raising it or like you know giving someone a guaranteed living wage that just disincentivizes people to further themselves and like you know get a better education so that you can get a better job like people just become complacent and stick in menial jobs that offer no satisfaction because at least it pays yeah minimal bills right like no and i get the if you're making good money what is there to strive for so to better yourself or whatever and go forward but i just don't feel that it it needs to go up somewhere it does it, yeah it, it definitely does need to go up a bit like 11 dollars is crazy and i don't understand the people that are like a hundred percent hard set against it well it's those people the right wingers that think it'll be the end of business and you know people will have to there'll be job losses and stuff and rarely does it work out that way like no but if people are making more they're spending more exactly exactly so they'll create more jobs so like it costs you an extra few dollars an hour to hire an employee but how many people are now coming to your business and spending this extra two dollars an hour that they're like i the money works its way around right but they don't see it that way and i've always <sighs> like especially with a restaurant background like i get it because you have to work around costs and you can only afford so many people to come around and work yeah um I swear that in some of the states, there's like a specific law that there's like a server minimum wage that is pretty yeah, much. Yeah, there is. Because they like when my, when my family lived in Ohio, my brother worked at a restaurant like under the table, but his server wage was only like four fifty an hour or something like insanely low. But then you make your tips. tips on top of that. Like, I can't imagine working at BPs and getting paid half of my hourly wage. Like Less than half. Not, well, like, not like I worked there for the hourly wage. Like, it was for the tips. But, I mean, that hourly wage still adds up and you get a check every two weeks and helps. <laughs> so, yeah, say $4 an hour, you'd be making $160 a week. Yeah. like, But that's on the premise that you're making tips. Which so. is, isn't always a given, depending on the restaurant. Like, the the shift you're working like imagine getting stuck on like a tuesday afternoon or something working in a restaurant making four dollars an hour like how, how much tips are you really going to make and depending on like the quality of the place and yeah. yeah like the traffic it gets yeah like even the bps we worked at how many restaurants have opened since then and failed like swiss chalet is it gone the one in the south end is no i think there's i think there's one on Rochdale 
But the South End one closed. Because <laughs> we had one, and it was up across from, like, in the Toys R Us area. Yeah. And like, it, way long ago. Right? Yeah. yeah like when but I it went away. When I was young. But that's another one of those, like, I don't know. Swiss Chalet, to me, is like an old person restaurant. It is, but actually, we've ordered it quite a bit because they have like, amazing takeout deals and their chicken is so good. Yeah, the, but I feel like a lot of other franchises picked up on the rotisserie chicken thing. Like, for the longest time, Swiss Chalet was like your option to get the rotisserie chickens with those specific fixings, yeah. right? Like, I when I worked at Eastside Mario's, they had rotisserie chickens, but they just did the more, like, Italian style or yeah. whatever, right? And then all of a sudden, everywhere you go, there's a spit. Them, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it closed. And I remember for the longest time when we worked there, at least John was lucky because when Walmart was there, as they had a rule that you couldn't build any new buildings that blocked line of sight from the street to Walmart. Right, right. And that's why they couldn't have any of those other businesses around the edge of the parking lot. Right. And so now that it's what Canadian Tire and all their yeah. smaller companies, yeah. they could do whatever. So that building's sitting there. Didn't they plop up a new liquor board? Yeah, yeah. There's Sobey's liquor store. Hmm. That's what it is. Is that where the Swiss Chalet was? Swiss Chalet, I thought, was right beside Chop. Right on the south. Yeah, I don't know no. what it is now. Northeast corner. I don't know what it is now. Chop's not bad though. Yeah, it's the Moxie's company. Like, yeah, it's so very much like that. Chop is their high end, Moxie's is their middle program, and then Shark Club is kind of their casual yeah. chain, right? Um, I'm surprised because usually they only build new ones now to go in Sandman's parking lots because they're also same parent company oh, as Sandman okay. and Denny's. So that's why you see those three kind of. Oh. So when you go traveling, you'll see a Sandman with a Denny's with one of those three restaurants in the parking lot, and they all share that kind of space it's huh. brilliant it is yeah I'm trying to think the moxies in saskatoon isn't by a sandman or... it's in the middle of the city though i think yeah it's like you're at the end of 8th street like... i think they had to just grab a spot that was available yeah but i know when i went to was it calgary yeah and it was we stayed at a sandman there was a denny's downstairs and there was a shark club out front huh. that's or whenever they decided on that model going forward that's yeah. what they did it's smart, right? But like, I don't know. I don't understand because everyone seems to be that same carbon copy where it's like you have your high-end steak, you have your two pizzas, you have your three salads, you have your entrees, and you have skinny waitresses in their little black outfits. <laughs> good recipe for success. <laughs> I know, but like, so Keg, Earl's, Moxie's, um, Original Joe's is on that formula. Um, like something's got to give like there's not that many and they all want the same thing they want that 20 to 40 year old douchebag that has all the money yeah, right yeah. to come in get drunk and hit on the waitresses yeah no family yeah you're right it's so, so I'm amazed Original Joe's is still going like that Gold Mile area doesn't strip but it's by the university too so I don't I, it, I think it's usually pretty busy actually like I haven't been there in quite a while I don't like it that much but like I don't they been and the keg downtown I don't know how it survives right like uh, oh that would be the high end restaurant near the bad end of town well right because that <laughs> one's on like further up Albert now right it's Albert and Dudney I think it's at that intersection right, yeah but how many hotels went in there 
I have no idea. And I think they're still fighting to get that railroad out of there. Yeah. Like another big thing just came up now about like we're the only major city where all traffic comes to a stop on our major drive through how many times a day because a train's coming through. Yeah, painful. So somebody's either got to build over or dig under. And how much is that going to cost? And nobody wants to do it. No. No, it's way too much. Fuck, last time I went to drive to Saskatoon, I'm like, okay, hop out, ring road up, boom. <laughs> Train. <sighs> Sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Okay, I think I'm going to tap out for today. It's your hangover nap time? Yeah, I think so. I'm fucking fading quick. <laughs> awesome. Always well, appreciate you coming by. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, and you got Little Man all week? or? Um, he is back Christmas Day? Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. Um... I know you're just diving into marriage, but here's my divorce advice for everybody. Um, <laughs> if you decide week on, week off, when you're picking your week on, look where Christmas falls. Because luckily we're on good terms with each other, right? Yeah. So because the year we separated, Christmas fell on Sunday. So she got him Christmas Eve on the Saturday and Sunday's the day he switches houses. So he came to me. Yeah. But then on the next year, Christmas is on the Monday of my week. And then on the next year, it's on the Tuesday of my week. And then the next year, it's on the Wednesday of my week. And so if you hate each other, there's yeah. potentially one parent that will never see their kid at Christmas if you want to be a douchebag. And also, if you snipe that week, you will also land your kid during Easter week and February break every year also. Nice. So. Um, fortunately, we don't have to deal with that anymore because we just have Haley all the time. Oh, goodness. We'll talk about that when I hit stop. <laughs> right on. <laughs>